Welcome to the Manga Mavericks podcast here on allcomic.com. I am Colton. And I am Sid. And we are a podcast dedicated to not just talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. This is an episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I I am so horrible at starting small talk, and I've been podcasting for like three years. How, how are you doing, Sid? Uh, it, I could be better. Uh, I'm a little behind in my uh, semester project for my animation class, but uh, be pretty excited to be here. You know, should have fun. See, I'm also horrible at small talk. Hello. God damn it. Eh, Hello. Eh. Sorry, I accidentally muted my mic, and then my Skype froze on me, and I'm like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't talk to Sid anymore." Wait, I'm still here. Help! Oh, you know sorry, sorry. Start, you just want to start over? No, it's okay. That's comedy gold. Keep it, Spencer. I'm sorry. I probably yelled too loud in the mic. You can, uh, you can turn that down for me if you want. I know, I know, I know what it's like to turn down people's audio. So I'm sorry in advance. No, go ahead, and keep all that in. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, the the part where you're talking to Spencer too, Spencer, keep keep oh, this in yes. too. Yes, yeah, yeah, keep all this in, unless I say otherwise, Spencer. Thank you, Spencer. You're you're very you're very good to us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been okay. I'm just, I'm just. It's I don't know. Like I'm still kind of getting over my my my. I guess my January blues where I don't. I guess, well, I guess winter blues, I guess let's call it, where... Because it's already March, so your January blues is already past two months. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little late. I'm kind of getting over my winter blues still, where, like, you know, during the winter, I don't really usually feel like doing anything, and I'm just like, I just want to stay in bed all day. Can I just not live life today? I know that probably sounds a lot worse than it actually sounds, but I'm fine, I'm just... I just don't feel like doing anything like and sometimes I get like depressed for no reason and it's just it's weird but oh yeah that and you know uh, the new job that I got I think I mentioned that last time I was on the show that uh I got a new job so that's cool uh I'm still I'm tr- I'm trying to get more than like 2 days worth of work now which is great I'm hoping that, like, in the next two months that I'm not going to have to, like, look for another job again because my current job won't give me any more than, like, 15 hours to work with. So, yeah, whatever. One of those is a nine-hour shift on Saturdays. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's, like, a for sure thing now. I have nine-hour shifts on Saturdays. Like, I work on, I work Saturdays and Tuesdays. Except Tuesdays, I only work, like, four hours in the morning, so that's not as bad. But still i i kind of want more hours like i wouldn't mind like an extra day of work like three days of work out of the week i can totally handle that's that's more money for me and i still have time to even do other things too man you rarely hear people ask for more work i know it sucks but like i i i like money i need more money i I need all the money in the world well yeah i'm sure most i'm yeah that's that's a true statement um, unless you're a nomad, then, or a hippie, then you don't like money. Um, you know, you, 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 you like, you live off the fat of the land, man. Um, anyway, so I, I think we should get on to, um, to manga news, because that's kind of the point of the show, just in case you guys didn't uh, figure that out already. Yeah, this podcast kind of got off to a little bit of a depressing start. 
Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about stuff that we like. That's manga. So, Sid, you wanna you wanna talk a little bit about the newest uh, New York Times bestseller list for me a little bit? Sure do. This is the list for the week of February fourteenth <clears throat> to the twentieth. And at number one, uh, fresh debut on the list for this week was Tokyo Gold Volume Five, continuing its strong showing in uh, sales. And it seems Tokyo Ghoul is uh, still as strong seller as ever and probably will continue to be so for the entire its entire lifespan. Dude, imagine imagine this um imagine when this show comes on Toonami. Yeah, I think it is a pretty inevitable uh fit for Toonami, I'm sure, sooner or later. I think the next spot that would be open would be when Dimension W ends in May, so maybe then. Maybe. I still need to actually read Tokyo Ghoul. My, yeah, same here. It's only 14 volumes, so that's actually not too bad. That's not too bad, yeah. I, I, sh- I should get on that sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Same. And then at number two, uh, down from number one from the previous <clears throat> week, is Monster Musume Volume 8. On the list now for two weeks, and Monster Musume is, uh, I guess, a pretty strong seller. Yeah. Uh, okay, can I... Enough, but I guess fan service sells no matter what country you're in. Okay, can I actually can I talk about this real quick? I uh, I think I think I might have actually opened this. I think I might have actually like taken a look at this volume in stores because um, when you when you go to when you go to the bookstore, it this is the kind of like manga that's shrink wrapped so that like little kids can't get a hold of it. Because um, mm-hmm. I I had never flipped through Monster Musume before. In, in all the like, in all the years I've like seen it around on the internet and I've heard of it, I finally like flipped through a volume. I think a month or two ago or something. The last time I was at the mall, and um, you know, it just happened to be one of the volumes that wasn't shrink wrapped. You know, some some little, some little, uh, some little brat, some little bratty kid probably opened it and was like, "Oh, boobs! Look at the boobs!" Sometimes or they just forget to wrap the volumes. Yeah, that that's that's possible too, but. I like to imagine some kid probably ripped the shrink wrap off because, you know, kids are just horrible like that. But, yeah, I flipped through it. The first thing I see is just, from what I remember, you know, the main character just being smothered in naked boobs. Well, nipples and all. what did you expect? Well, I, di- I didn't expect to see nipples. Like, usually that kind of thing is censored. Usually, usually the Japanese like to really, uh, you know, tease you with that kind of stuff like, Oh, are we going to show nipples? Oh, we're not going to really? show nipples. No, a lot of manga I've read, there's nipples. Like, <laughs> even Ramamon Half had nipples. Well, see, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you read so many manga with nipples, Sid. Is there something you'd like to tell me? No, it's just that they don't censor boobs a lot in Japan. See, I, I honestly... I mean, I know, like... I think we mentioned it on the show before. Like, I know... There are some early volumes of Dragon Ball where you can you can clearly see nipples. Yeah, uh, actually, in uh, the Fortune Teller Baba arc, the way Krillin uh, gets you know Yamcha to win his fight with the Invisible Man is he pulls down Bulma's like top and causes Master Roshi to nosebleed all over the Invisible Man. And when is, he does that, you know Bulma's breasts are like fully exposed and they have nipples on them and all everything. So. There you go. Which, which, Obviously, by the way, that's censored in the English release, but in the I think, in Japan, I think it, you got full frontal. I, th- I feel like that's something that would have eventually had to have been censored in the Japanese release as well. I think. I don't know. I don't think. So. I don't think. I don't it know. Has. 
maybe i feel like i saw something like that around before i don't know i'm just i'm just kind of talking out of my ass at this point um but yeah i don't know like i was i don't know like i'm just i guess i just don't read a lot of erotic manga i guess well, even non-erotic manga, they don't censor them if they show them. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I do read doujins, and I'm not gonna hide that. I'm just gonna be honest about that. We all do it. It's natural. It's okay, guys. We don't have to be ashamed of our of our uh, sexuality. I don't. I don't do know we why. All I'm, do it. I see now. Now you're making me. Now you're making me feel guilty and dirty, Sid. What are you doing? Well, you know, I, there's actually different kinds of doujins. Like, they're not all of them. Well, I, I, I know. I, I know there are different kind of doujins, but I mean, I... What, you know, I don't know what the point of this is, Sid. Now you're just making me feel dirty and perverted. <laughs> I thought I thought I was, like, making some kind of, like, unnecessary stand on my soapbox, but... So let's just go through the rest of the list. Let's just forget all of that happened. Yes. Spencer, yes. Spencer you can edit that out. Not really. At number three, we have 12 Beasts, Numbers three, and that's the first showing on the list. Another Seven okay. Seas title, just like Monster Masume. And an uh, interesting thing about this list is that Seven Seas is quite a strong presence on this list. And uh, number four, uh, consistent with number four from the previous week, is Tokyo Gold Volume 1, now on this list for 34 weeks, and still going strong. There at you number, go. At number five, uh, down from number two from the previous week, is... Naruto, Seven Tokage in the Scarlet Spring, on the list now for seven weeks. Uh, number six, first time on the list, is Dragonair Academy, number nine. Another seven seas title, first week on the list. And yeah, uh, I don't have much commentary on these seven seas titles because I haven't read them. I Yeah, I haven't really read a lot of seven seas titles either. Like, I think I was talking about this with you off mic, but it, they don't have a lot of titles that, like, particularly interest me, except for... um. Haven't you heard? I am Sakamoto, which I hear is extremely funny, and I bought the first volume of recently, and I, I still need to read it. I, 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 that's actually something I can't wait to read. It's out. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't remember when it came out. I think it came out. It came out. I think last year. I think maybe. I don't remember off the top. I think it's been out for at least a couple of months now. Really? I thought it came out. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the anime. I think. No, yeah, the the anime is going to be premiering in the spring in April, I believe. Which that's going to be funny too. Um, I don't know. I can just I can just tell this is going to be a funny series, and I I barely really know anything about it. I, I have very high expectations, actually. Yeah, they have the, a director from Gintama and School Rumble on it, so I love both those series. So yeah, I'm interested. So so they so they basically got a guy who knows comedy. Yeah, which is good. If that should probably be the comedy of the season. I think yeah. it's safe to say. But uh, what what are the last couple titles on the list? Well, just as far as the Seven Seas titles goes, they do publish Frank and Fran, which I love. So oh yeah, that's, that's right. One title of theirs that I like. Yeah, I'm planning on reading that uh, sometime for the manga corner this year. Actually, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then at uh, number seven, consistent with number seven from the previous week, is One Punch Man number one on this list for 25 weeks now, half a year. Nice job. Mm, just another 75 weeks to go until it lasts as much as uh, Attack on Titan Volume 1. Attack on Titan Volume 1, I think also... No, I don't. I forget if it was... I think it was 100 weeks consecutively, and then it just keeps coming back on and off after that. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, One Punch Man number 1 is another one of those series 
When Punishment in general is going to be another one of those series that's always going to sell well, I feel. Just yeah, like yeah. Attack on Titan and Death Note. Even which after is, all these years, Death Note is still a really strong seller. Which, which is why they're is, making a movie of it, but we'll get to that later. Which is good, because hopefully that means we'll see One Punch Man and Hot Topics soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, and then at number 8, uh, up from number 10 from the previous week, is Tokyo Ghoul number 2. Uh, also on this list now for almost uh, 6 months, 21 weeks, so that's pretty good. There you go. At number 9, consistent with number 9 from the previous week, is One Piece number 77. On this list now for 3 weeks. Good job, One Piece. And, there you uh, go. Number ten, and finally, number ten, down from number five from the previous week, is Magicka Swordsman and Summoner number three, on this list now for two weeks. So seven C's in total had one, two, three, four titles on here. Well, Waze Media dominated the rest of the slots, but this is actually a pretty strong showing for seven C's. Generally, Wiz dominates these lists most weeks, so. Pretty interesting mm-hmm. to see another company get close to just matching them in terms of having titles in the top ten for the week. Yeah, it's 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 good for them. Uh, good job, Seven Seas. I, I don't I don't have much else to say on that. What, what what's the next thing we want to talk about? The next thing. Uh, yes. 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 Uh, some some of you may have heard of the popular shoujo manga Orange. It is getting an anime adaption, I believe, sometime. I don't know if it'll come out this year. Maybe it'll come out next year. But it's very popular. It was very popular. It's uh, on Country Roll. And it was was a pretty well-written series. And now it's uh, getting a spinoff. The Hmm. spinoff will focus on... I don't think they actually say what the spinoff is going to focus on. But, you know, it's pretty interesting. I'm sure Country Roll is going to run it. So if you've been wanting more of the orange story, you'll get the, you'll get that. So, so go. I I I I've seen this uh, title around. I actually don't know what it's about though. Is is this a shoujo manga? It is a shoujo manga. Okay. Uh, basically, it's about this group of friends who, when they were in high school, one of their friend, close friends uh, committed suicide. Oh. And oh. so in the future, they're writing letters to their past selves trying to prevent their friend's uh, sui- friend from committing suicide. So they're communicating with their past selves and they're trying to change events in their li- in their li- in uh, their friend's life so that he has a happier life. So it's essentially a shoujo manga take on Erased. I mean, no one's traveling back in time, but they're sending <laughs> a a girl is getting letters from her future self and using those letters to change like uh, change like uh, her friend's future, and then their basically all their futures. Really, it's pretty. Okay. I mean, it had I had some problems with like the uh, of, of with it at the beginning. It was there were some things that I just wasn't into, but as it got. As it went on, the drama and the character development was really, really strong, and it ended on a, in a really great way. So it's definitely mm. a good series, and it's not too long, only four volumes. So I mm. highly re- recommend checking it out. It's a very interesting story. Okay, maybe I should actually... Re- it actually does sound like it could be really good. I actually probably should put that on my list. Mm-hmm. It is available in print as well, I believe... Who publishes it? Kodansha? I believe it would be Kodansha that is publishing it. 
Mm. So I think that they're publishing it in two Omnibuy versions. The first one I know is out. I'm not sure if the second one is already out, but if it's not, it will be in the coming months. Okay, okay. I I will get on this sometime then. And on the subject of Orange... Oh, actually, uh, just to just to uh, just to make a correction, because I I was gonna correct you, but then I actually accidentally kind of closed the tab as I was about to correct you. Um, it's uh, it's being published by uh, Seven Seas. Oh, so there you go. Seven Seas has two titles that I really like. Well, th- there you go. I guess Seven Seven Seas isn't so bad after all. Good job, Seven Seas. Good job. Now, now you just sound condescending. <laughs> I don't mean to be. No, it's it's okay. I do that all the time, so don't worry, Sid. You know, when, when you want to pay somebody a compliment, but you just come off like, "Good job, good job." <laughs> I, I really, I really like this picture. I'm, I'm gonna. I, this is going up on the fridge. Oh wow, that is pretty. <laughs> that yeah, I can see why someone would get irritated with that. But this... whatever. Good job, Seven Seas. Please don't hate us. Yes. You know, you're because you're listening. Um, but yeah, speaking of orange, oh, what what else is going on? Yes. Orange was among the series that are now among the manga finalists for the 28th Ozumu Tezuka Prize. This is basically an award that honors uh, Ozumu Tezuka, naturally, and basically it basically celebrates manga that uh, are of a certain standard of quality and uh, people feel are have hold a little bit certain cultural significance. So. The, it specifically, it nominates it. Uh, the it it uh, awards prizes to it, it. The awards are for manga volumes, not series as a whole. Okay. So, the finalists this year include Orange, the fifth final volume, the fifth volume, uh, Golden Army Volume Four. This is a series that isn't released in the U.S. Mm, this uh, looks kind of neat. Yeah, it's, I, I'd like to read it. Uh, Kokdo no, no Gourmet by Masayuki Kus, Kusumi and Jiro Taniguchi. Jiro Taniguchi is someone that is a pretty renowned mangaka. So mm. perhaps we'll get this title in the U.S. at some point. This this looks a lot like an Urasawa work. Yes, I do feel that his and Urasawa's style have some visual similarities. <clears throat> And then we also have Chiafuru, volume 29. Mm, yeah, that's something I definitely wanted to read, but I don't think a lot of it is... Av- I don't think it's available over here, is it? I don't believe the manga is. I know. The- I think the anime is on Crunchyroll, though. Well that's-, well, that's good, at least. Also, our Cho no Michuki, uh, Hanagami Shiraki. Both of those titles aren't available in the U.S., but they look really interesting. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, one of them. I guess the main character is a geisha or something, or she she's she's dressed in very traditional Japanese garb, and I I really I really like the flower kimono she's wearing. Mm-hmm. The synopsis says that it's the story of a Mariyama courtesan. So, both of these are, seem very Japanese titles, and I can see why they would be considered very culturally significant titles. Exactly. And then finally is a series that everyone knows. It's Yotsuba. The volume 13, uh, the new volume that came out after two years of no new volumes. That's also uh, among the finalists. So there you go. I I still I still have not read any Yotsuba. 
Really? Yeah, no- nothing. None. And that's something I really should fix at some point in my life. Yeah, it's a very funny series. It's one of the seri- those series that I feel really captures the innocence and naivete of childhood in a very fun and cute manner. Okay. So is it... um. So is it one of those like four coma four panel comic things? No, gag manga. It's thing? a regular. It's a regular manga. Okay, because it, it it looks very gag manga to me, like like very like very gag manga, like like I said, you know the four four coma kind of like when I say four coma, I mean like kind of four panel. They're essentially kind of like the equivalent of like newspaper strips almost. Except I don't think they really run in the newspaper, but it's 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 the same idea. Yeah, well, that's... Well, interesting enough, the mangaka Kyoko Azuma is probably the one that created possibly the most popular for Koma, at least to Western readers, Azumanga Daio. Oh, okay. See, I still haven't... I haven't read Azumanga Daio either, or ever watched it. Really? I'm, I'm a bad fan. <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, Kyoko... Hiko Azuma is pretty much a master of the of cute slice of life stories. Okay, okay. Um, but anyway, enough of me not reading things. So, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, looks like. Go, n- well, I don't know if you actually read this or watched this. Um, I haven't watched the thing that this is based on, but um, knowing me, I'll probably get around to reading it first or watching it. Actually, I don't know. The point is, um, there, there. For those who don't know, there is a manga adaptation, or I guess equivalent to uh, BBC Sherlock, you know, with Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock and all that, and all the, all the, all the girls who love British things go crazy for him and all that stuff. Um, and it looks like uh, UK-based publisher Titan Comics is uh, planning on releasing. Uh, this manga version of BBC Sherlock in both the UK and North America. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be cool. Um, it looks like uh, the first release will feature uh, extended page counts and uh, covers and art, uh, you know, by different creators of other manga and everything. So um, I don't know. It from from what I've from from the little I've seen of this, it I, it looks very. Uh, I, I think it captures the uh, the original show very well in in like an action. Like, I don't know. I like I really like the art style for this. Like I actually do want to read this, but I I wonder if I should watch the show first, or I wonder if that really even matters. Which I start with first, I guess. I don't know. It seems to me that this manga basically adapts the episodes of the TV show in manga format. Probably that's. I think that's a safe thing to assume. Um, but but either way, I need to. This is another thing I need to get on because I I hear BBC Sherlock is good. Yeah, what I, hear I hear a lot about it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I need to eventually start getting into those British TV shows that everybody talks about. I I like I feel like I would probably get into Sherlock sooner than like Doctor Who. Doctor Who, you don't. I want you have to wonder where to start sometimes because it's so so long. Yeah, because. I know this is kind of a tangent, but part of me really wants to start from the beginning, but I know that's kind of hard to do. The beginning is like 50 years ago, so you have 50 years worth of episodes to watch. And, and not, and I, I think a lot of it, a lot of the, like the, the original footage for the original Doctor Who got lost 
somehow. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, there are a exactly. lot of episodes that are lost. I believe. I don't think the I, first episode <clears throat> you can find online somewhere though. But but either way, um, the Sherlock manga looks really cool. Like I, it it, it kind of reminded me of um. I don't know if it's by the same artist or not, but it kind of it for some reason it made me think about that one, uh, that one like biographical manga about Steve Jobs that I've seen on uh, that I've seen around online. I don't think there's an English release for that yet, though. No, I don't think there is. But I I wouldn't mind reading that. That does sound pretty interesting. I don't know. I I feel so silly saying this, but like. I'm not, sometimes I won't be as interested in something if it isn't in manga format. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe I, maybe I just like comics more than actually reading th- reading novels. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm I, I'm still like I, I'm kind of a kid at heart in that sense where it's like, oh, this doesn't have pictures. Boring. <laughs> Except I I read novels every once in a while. Like I, you know, I, I've read all of Harry Potter, but then again, who has it? Am I right? Um, I tried reading The Hunger Games. I read the first book and then I tried reading part of the second book and I just never finished it. Um, I just I just need to read more novels in general. I feel like such a kid talking about this. Um, so, Same. <laughs> um, so um, I hear another manga's ending. Well, yeah, there's actually two manga that have ended. Oh no! Mm-hmm. One is very popular over here, or at least had a very popular anime. Several crossovers with Splatoon last year too, so. Should be mm. in popular consciousness. Squid Girl. I've seen this around, but I've I've never read it. I've never gotten around to watching or reading it, even though I, for a period of time, I had the DVDs rented out from the library, but okay. I just never got around to watching them because I don't know I got busy. But yeah, Squid Girl, from what I have seen of it, is a very amusing, cute little series. So it finally ended. With 22 volumes, which is a pretty impressive amount, considering that it's a pretty plotless kind of slice-of-life series. Sergeant Frog is still going, and it's a similar kind of thing. Well, I mean, is, a little... the manga st- is the manga still going? Yeah, Sergeant Frog is still going in Japan. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, because I know the anime ended at some point, or at least the, the original anime. Yeah, the anime ended in that stupid Flash remake thing they made that ended, like, after just... Two cores, I think, because it was pointless, but forget about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the other manga that it's ending is, that ended, really, is All Rounder Meguru, which is an MMA manga. Didn't, um, didn't Eiichiro Oda, the guy who is responsible for One Piece, didn't he draw a tribute for this series, or am I thinking of another title? Did he? I believe it was for a different one, the woman's MMA one. Uh, That might have been it, yeah. It's kind of something. Last Girl Standing, and that was the subtitle. That actually, that yeah, that might have been it. I'm because it's it's so funny to think how there are two MMA manga out there that I can confuse for each other. Um, that's kind of a good thing. I I really I really want to be able to read an MMA manga at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't think, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there are any MMA manga available. It's just in English in general. The either either via officially or through even like scans which is kind of a shame but this is but uh, that title that Oda recommended that is one of the ones that's uh you can vote on it to get potentially translated on the site comic xenon xenon okay yeah they have yeah hanakaku that's the name of the manga 
that older that older recommended. That's mm. not being translated now, but you can still vote on it, and if there's enough votes, they will consider translating it. So okay. go visit uh, www.manga-audition.com/comic-xenon and vote for that series if you are interested in reading it. Right now, they offer Nobu and Her, Ikusa no Ko by Tetsuo Hara, <clears throat> the artist behind Fist of North Star, Art by Kei Okobo, and Angel Heart, the sequel to City Hunter by Tsukasa Hojo. Hmm, okay. So. Oh, here, here's some. I didn't, I didn't know this. Um, apparently, um, All Rounder Megaru is, um, is, uh, looks like it's authored by, um, Hiroki Endo, who I, uh, apparently was the author of Eden It's an Endless World which I I actually I've actually read a little bit of that um it was very it was very weird very sci-fi sort of dystopian kind of stuff I I don't I I remember not being too super into it but I don't know I feel I that that's one of that's a that's another manga where I wasn't too into it when I first read it but like thinking back on it maybe I should give it another chance Hmm. I've heard good things about even. I've been meaning to read it sometime. Um, I know it's um, it's it's actually I hear it's actually uh, Stephen Paul who uh who is essentially the current translator of um, One Piece. Um, I hear it's actually one of his favorite manga titles. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, that that might have been the reason why I tried checking it out. Um, but uh, let's see what's what, what's the what's the next thing we're talking about here. The live-action Death Note movie? Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been in the works for a while now. And now we've got some more information about it, and it might potentially be rated R. And obviously, that potentially rated R business is coming after the huge success of Deadpool, which, which is which basically was a... the number one R-rated movie ever made, I think, now. so Which which is also... I I. I saw it just last weekend. I thought it was I thought it was very enjoyable. Oh yeah. As a big Dead as a big Deadpool fan, I was very pleased. And I'm really excited for the sequel with Cable. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, me too. Um But yeah, I I don't know how do you feel about this new Death Note movie being rated R possibly? Because uh, I, because I, because I, I know I saw a lot of stink on the internet with people being like, oh, "Why is it rated R? It's, it's not, it's not, it's it's not that adult." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, there's a lot of death." I don't know. No, just that alone isn't enough for it to be rated R. I mean, sure, there's death, but there isn't anything that graphic in that note that warrants it to be rated R. Really, this is going to be the start. This is just going to be the start of a trend yeah, where they yeah. make a bunch, where a bunch of companies are going to make like their superhero comic book adaptations R, just for the sake of being R, because Deadpool did so well as an R-rated film. Like they're making an R-rated cut of Batman vs Superman, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard about that too. Um, really, this is this. They're they really don't understand. They, it's just not really necessary. They're just doing this for the sake of, like, potentially interesting people into their movies just because it's R. It's not. Re it's more like a gimmick than it is necessary. And this is yeah. another thing. It's just going to be gimmick. Like, whatever they do with the R rating, 
whatever leniency they have, it's not going to be necessary. It's going to be like really self-indulgent. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think an R rating for this Death No movie is going to hurt it more than help it. Especially like this this movie did not does not need to be more than PG thirteen. For heaven's sake, it runs in sh- it, the manga ran in Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump is for like teenagers, teenage boys. It's not there wasn't any content in it that really was anything that requires it to be an R rated film. Um, and I mean, I'm, like this yeah. is one thing if this was like bastard it's one thing that it was that manga but it's not or or berserk yes but berserk is sane and runs a magazine that basically ha- that sandwiched in between like pinup like all models well yeah i guess that's true i mean to stuff i mean to to be fair though while i don't agree that this new death note movie should have an r rating i i think we shouldn't downplay the fact that Death Note was published during a t- like Death Note was insanely popular when it first ran in Jump because of um because of how different it was from most shonen manga in general because it was like cuz let, let's let's not feed around the feed around the bush let's not beat around the bush here cuz you know we we all know Death Note is very dark for a shonen series and that's still while and again while I disagree with the R rating I still think I still think it's it is safe to say that you know like I keep saying it's it's dark for a jump series it's dark for a shonen series in general you know since you know it deals with death and suicide and all that it's it's still a dark series but but yeah again I agree it it doesn't really need an R rating um and you know this was um I think it's because of the content that um and I I wish I had like a source to back this up but I remember hearing somewhere that um that Death Note was also one of those things where, like, it was one of those weird predicaments where, like, in terms of, like, uh, the magazine rankings within Jump, it wouldn't do very well, but, like, it sold so much. Um, it sold so, it sold so well that it, it basically made, um, the editorial staff at Jump kind of rethink how, how to handle their ratings and all that stuff, which I think is kind of cool. That's interesting. I've never heard about that. I mean, it, it, I, I, it, um, I don't, I wish I remember where I heard it, but I remember thinking when I heard that, oh yeah, it makes sense. Cause you know, like, could you really imagine like a, a, a boy from any ranging anywhere between like 10 to 12 reading Death Note and being like, this is, oh yeah, this is exciting. Like, I feel like most younger kids wouldn't like Death Note actually. You know what I mean? Maybe. I think that some people would be attracted to it because, you know, it is dark and edgy. And when you're a kid, you want to walk, you want to like see adult stuff. You want to feel adult. That, that, that is true. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really see. I, I don't really, the thing is, I don't like talking about anime or uh, live action adaptations of anime when it comes to like Hollywood movies. Cause usually they have a, as we've seen with other projects, you know, uh, like with the Akira movie and I think the Cowboy Bebop movie, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of movies based on anime and manga that you always hear. Oh, yeah, it's in the works. It's it's going to be coming. Oh, we're working on it. And then it like 
years later and you, you like hear nothing about it you know and while i think maybe like it it looks like it looks like they're actually making some kind of headway with this particular movie this is one of those things where like you know I, i'll believe it when i see it that and when this does eventually become a thing hopefully you know when i do see this movie i'm hoping it doesn't suck as much as dragon ball evolution because well, live action fist of the north star they made in the mid 90s Oh yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? I should I should watch that at some point. Um but yeah, I don't know, like I'm if if this movie actually, you know, eventually gets made, I'll I'll go see it. I like Death Note. I want to I want to see an American Death Note movie. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean if it comes out and it's good and people see it, it's good. I'll see it. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't really think it's going to turn out all that well. I feel that they're going to miss the point of Death Note. So, there we go. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, but anyway, uh, what what was the next thing? I, I think you wanted to really talk about this next thing, Sid. Oh, yes. So, one of uh, the most popular long-running shoujo manga, uh, Skip Beat, is very popular. Uh, continues to be a very strong seller for Viz, and it's one of my personal favorite series. And is it isn't this manga like over 40 volumes long no it's almost 40 volumes long though how, I mean, how it's does probably gonna surpass that but see i sorry i don't mean to go on another tangent we'll get to we'll get to the news piece in a second but i've i've watched the anime for this before and i mean personally i thought it was kind of cute and funny but at some point i kind of lost interest and knowing the i guess knowing the premise for skip beat how the how like this is one of the, this is one of those few times where I'm like, how does this run so long? There's what is going on here? Well, there's a lot of story to get through. All the characters have their own issues. The path to the top is pretty long and hard. And then the series honestly that feels like a really fast read when you're just reading like it all readings through it. Like uh, it's hard to believe that. You fin when I, I was reading through it, it was hard to believe just like how my, how many volumes I I get through pretty fast. Like I, it's just there's a lot of story, but it does never feels like it's going slow. It still feels like there's still a lot more story to tell. Though I do think that the manga could potentially be reaching a closing point, like. Not any. I think it'll still run for a couple more years, but a ma pretty major thing happened last year that I felt really developed ki ki the main Kiro and Kyoku's character arc in a really profound way. So I think that there is a lot more that still needs to be done, but we've cleared a huge milestone in terms of Kyoko's character development. But yeah, I I I feel like. Um... I feel like I, I, I know what people feel like when I tell them about One Piece and I tell them that it's almost 80 volumes long and they're like, what? Is that long? What? Like, I just, I, I, I feel like I understand those people now because I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll read it at some point. I don't know. Cause the anime, again, while I thought it was cute and funny, nothing about it really like captured me at all. Like, I feel like I would probably enjoy reading it more, but, um, Anyway, what's 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 going on with the anime? I hear there's some so there's some weird stuff going on with the anime. Not weird stuff, but finally someone has uh, managed to secure 
uh, the license for it, and well, we, we, why... weird, well, weird as in like this, like stuff like this isn't done usually, or at least as far as I know. It's becoming more of a thing. I, okay. There is a precedence for this with this company. They haven't attempted a series before, but uh, the company that's doing this, Pied Piper, ran a Kickstarter for uh, the, an international Blu-ray release of the movie Time of Eve uh, okay. last year. So there is a precedence for this, and there are other precedents. But this is definitely going to. Uh, this is definitely a little more of a substantial projects since instead of a film this is going to be a full two core tv series and so to be to basically get to the point is that the skip beat anime has been licensed by pie piper <clears throat> which is an up-and-coming uh anime anime licensor that ran the kickstarter for time of eve last year and got that internationally released and now they're trying to get skip beat on a home video release and the thing about that is, and the reason why it probably hasn't been licensed before now, is that a requirement for the release by TV Tokyo is that they want it, they want the series to be dubbed when it's released in the uh, U.S. market because they feel that a dub is really important for it to reach the widest audience possible. Makes and sense. Dubbing a series is very costly. Mm-hmm. And especially with a shoujo anime, uh, <clears throat> shoujo romance is not always the strongest seller in U.S. market, so mm-hmm. it can be a pretty risky investment. So uh, that's why probably a lot of licensors just have passed on the series right now. But the president, but the president of uh, Pied Piper, uh, really believes in the series and is a big fan of the series. And Yamamoto, and she is running this Indiegogo campaign to raise uh, $210,000 to finance the Skip Beat dub uh, for all 25 episodes. And that's running through March 31st. And uh, right now they're about, they're a little past $17,000 they've raised. At, 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 the, at, at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. Which, uh, it's been two days since they started the campaign, which, it's not bad, but I think that they, this uh, campaign could really use a lot of support. And I know that Skip Beat is a very huge title, a very huge, a very huge manga, manga, shoujo manga fans in the US. So I really strongly recommend, strongly urge you that if you're a big fan of the series, that you show this Indiegogo campaign some support. Because... If nothing, because uh, for one thing, Skip Beat, I personally feel, is a great series. And another thing is that this Kickstarter could set a great big precedent for getting other maybe series that might not get licensed or dubs otherwise to maybe get crowdfund, crowdfunded dubs and home video releases in the U.S. And that could be a really cool thing. So I highly recommend you visit the Indiegogo campaign for the first Skip Beat English dub and show it some support however um, much you can. Um, well, hey, maybe we can uh, maybe we can put a link to that in the show notes, Sid. Yeah, I was planning to. Well, there you go. So, you know, my, my feelings on Skip Beat aside, I, I hope this does well and I hope the people that want it get it. So, um, I guess the next thing that uh, I want to mention real quick it, I mean, 
I'm I'm not too particularly into this author's work. I mean, I don't have anything against it. I just, again, it's another one of those things I haven't read. The title of this episode should just be, uh, I we don't read things, because or at least I don't read anything, at least not as much as Sid. I do. How do I? Not I'm just questioning myself as a manga fan at this point. So, um, so anyway, um, uh, you might know um the name Akira Amano. If you are a fan of past Shonen Jump series Reborn, I know there are a lot of people who still like that series. Um, I hear the ending wasn't that good, but I, I wouldn't know. I've I've only read about a volume of it, and I don't know if I want to read more of it. I hear mixed things about it, honestly. Um, I've heard, from my circles, I haven't heard very good things about it. But I don't know. I, I thought the first volume was funny, but... That's just me. Um, yeah, but it so... becomes more of a traditional battle shonen later on. It starts <clears throat> out as a gag manga. From what I hear, it starts out as a gag manga, but then becomes a battle shonen. So. Mm, yeah. But, uh, you know, thoughts on Reborn aside, um, Akira Amano uh, apparently has a, a current series running on uh, Shonen Jump Plus, which, from what I gather, seems to be just a digital weekly Shonen Jump that you can buy in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, they also run uh, a bunch of different series, like uh, uh, through through the app digitally ex- uh, exclusively on the app, um, like just like one we're going to be talking about here pretty soon. Actually, um, uh, this series in particular is called L Dive. I'm pretty sure that's what L L Dive. I it's I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. It's kind of written very weirdly. Um, I'm just going to call it L Dive until someone corrects me on that. But there's Please an L. You can call it L Dive. L Dive, yeah. L Dive, we'll just go with that. Um, it looks like this particular manga is going to be getting an anime next year in 2017 by um, uh, Piro or Piriot. However, you want to pronounce that. Piro, yes. Um, I believe that, I believe this is the same studio animating Osamatsu san right now, right? Yeah, and they're going to be doing Twin Star Exorcist in the spring season. Yeah, spring season. Yeah, yeah. And then they also, you know, animate Naruto Shippuden. And uh, oh, there you go. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. For one thing, I was not big on this. I, I haven't really heard good things about Reborn. I can't really judge it for myself. But you know, Perot animating it. I mean, Ozumatsu-san is kind of an exception to. What has generally been a very poor output for them in uh, most of their titles recently, like the like the promo for Twin Star Exorcist, it, not, it was not very well, really good looking or well animated. So I don't know about this really in terms of the production quality. So I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know, but I mean it. It looks very colorful from what I've seen. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really a fan of this particular author's art style. I I, I think I I know she did the character designs for Psychopaths as well, which actually it's weird because I kind of like those, but yeah. I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not really sure if I like the art style for this particular series. It looks very like. It looks very fluffy, very, 
I'm it, like I don't know. I feel like Fujoshi would like this kind of stuff, but I'm I'm not really sure. It looks very shonen eye to me. I feel like some I feel like other people would disagree with me, but I don't know. Well, generally uh, shonen that appeals to girls is referred to as neo shonen. Okay, then then what's shonen eye then? Shonen eye is like boys love. Okay. Makes sense. Um Neo Shonen. I've never heard of that term before until now. That's weird. Yeah, series that started to appeal to females, like in terms of visually, like uh, the trend sort of started with Saint Seiya, but I think Roroni Kenshin is when the term really started to catch on because mm. Roroni Kenshin really attracted a lot of female fans and stuff. Saint Seiya did too, but Roroni Kenshin kind of took it to kind of. Gregoni Kenshin's like more softer look kind of took it to a different dimension, I think. So, and that's that's sort of how things have kind of evolved from there. And so now we have a lot of bi shoujo looking character designs in a lot of series. See, I, I thought I I thought I heard somewhere that um, that Yu Yu Hakusho was partially responsible for that too. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho was as well. That was another <clears throat> one. I mean, because because the character the, the character designs for that let's be honest are are um i don't know they're they're not i i think they appeal to female fans pretty well yeah more so Especially. in the anime than in the manga because the manga is a little more cartoony with its art but yeah that that's true that's true um but yeah um from uh, you what... know what i should i should remind remind you later i found this very interesting uh retrospective on shonen jump's history I think I'll put a link in the show notes as well because it's very interesting. And it okay. basically runs through the entire, some of the Jump's most notable series since its earliest days for running through basically its beginnings in 1968 all the way through 2014 and highlights about 127 series. Mm. And a lot of, it's really, it's really interesting to see how Jump evolved. And like how a lot of t- and how like the relationships between mangaka and styles and all that. So yeah, I think that's a I'll put that in the show notes as well. But yeah, that's definitely something that if you're a Jump fan, you should really look into because I found it very fascinating. On the blog Land of Obscution, <laughs> I'm just gonna promote that blog because it was a very it was a very interesting series of articles. Hmm, I okay, recommend looking into it. I'll I'll have to check that out sometime. But um, I I guess enough about L Dive. Um. Uh, Sid, I hear another manga might be ending soon, or it looks like it's going to be ending soon. You want you want to tell me what that is? Yep, Naoki Urasawa is basically a well celebrated figure. Some believe him to be the best storyteller in manga today, and I wouldn't disagree because he's a master of great suspenseful narratives, especially mystery thrillers. And his latest, Billy Bat, which has been running since two thousand eight is finally reaching its conclusion. The second half of the final arc will start in June. And that'll be, since Urasawa has written in chunks of eight chapters, basically this means the final eight chapters are going to be starting in June. So the series will probably end in around August or so. And considering the last chapter released in the eight, it was uh, 157, it should probably end around chapter 165. So there you go. It's mm. interesting to me because... Where Billy Bat is now, while they did definitely reached a really climactic point in the story in terms of a character that had not been seen for a while, 
has finally shown up again, has reunited with his protege. In a way, it's very similar to something that happens in 20th Century Boys, but I'm not going to spoil it because I know people will kill me if I. Yeah, don't. I, I, I haven't. I haven't read 20th Century Boys yet either. Really? What's your see... obviously have you read? Just Monster. Um, I've actually only read Pluto. I've seen some of the monster anime actually. Hmm. I don't remember I don't remember where I left off. See see I'm so horrible. Look at all this stuff I haven't read, guys. <laughs> I I host a manga podcast. I host two manga podcasts. I'm a fraud. Monster might be something that'd be interesting to discuss for the show actually if you want to do it. But uh yeah, that's an, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. I would actually have to get around to it cuz I the, the see that's something I'd rather buy. Yeah, we... but Viz is re- has, is, has been releasing the Omnibuy for the past couple of years, and they should be wrapping up uh, later this year. So that would be work, work out well in timing, I think, with the I, final I, volume. I, I know, but I'm only just now getting money, so that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is definitely something I do want to read. Either I want to read the manga, or I do want to like get back into watching the anime, because I used to watch it when it used to air on sci-fi. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the anime is no longer legally available, either streaming or physically. Oh, only, that's great. Yeah, it's not legally available. So, But the manga is. The manga is. The anime is not. So that's good. Because um, the anime bombed when Wiz tried selling it. Like, they only released one collection and no one bought it, so they've never released any more. Oh, that's a shame. But, um, yeah, from what I've, from, like, the little I've seen of Billy Bat, it looks interesting, and it has a really interesting concept. Um, oh yeah, it's a very fascinating story. Really great. Um, so I, I don't think I don't think this is available legally, is it? Not yet. Wiz will probably start releasing it now that it's going to be finished because Urasawa so. has had this rule with 20th Century Boys that they, he prevented Wiz from releasing it until it was done and until they had released all of Monster. So they're not allowed to really release an Urasawa series. By Urasawa and so, they're not Urasawa basically kind of forbids them from releasing one of the series. Oh wow! Until yeah. it's done and one of another one of his series is already like finished being released over here. So when Master Keaton ends, when they finally stop, when they finally finish their releases of Master Keaton, I think then they'll start releasing Billy Bat. Okay, that seems kind of like I don't think that's a thing that manga authors usually it's not the kind of rule they usually set for releases themselves but yeah, it's it, very weird but it, it makes sense i think mm-hmm. it's very unusual but i can't it, but i understand rem- why urasawa would kind of want people to focus on one of his works at a time it, it reminds me of when i had heard somewhere that um the author of hajime no ippo i think um i'm so bad i forget the magazine it runs in but whatever magazine showed in magazine Shonen Magazine, yeah, I think, I think they were migrating most of their series to digital, and I think the author of Hajime no Ippo like actively was against having his uh, series be available digitally for some reason. Yeah, it was really weird. I, I hear he's kind of old too, so maybe he just doesn't understand technology. Maybe. I, I don't know, but uh, I want to, I want to use this Billy Bat story to transition into something that I really wanted to talk about because. Uh, you know, I as as um as much as I haven't read Ur- a lot of Urasawa's works, I I still I still think he's a very good manga author, artist, what have you. Um, so much so that uh, I'm very excited for this next thing. Um, 
that we're going to talk about real quick. Apparently, Naoki Urasawa has his own manga documentary series that airs on uh, the NH the NHK in Japan, which is essentially like the it's Japanese... basically Japanese PBS. Yeah, the Japanese equivalent to PBS. Um, and apparently, um, I think. I think I think the date we're recording this right now um, is, is is supposed to be like the premiere of the second season of this show, um, which essentially what this show is is just he he just basically interviews other like somewhat really or really popular manga ar- um, artists and basically just observes them at work, um, and um, I guess just to kind of go through. Uh, some of the artists that he interviewed um, during the first season of the show. Um, he interviewed people such as um, Akiko Higashimura, who was the author of Princess Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, he also interviewed somebody named uh, Kaiji Kawaguchi, who I didn't recognize any of his works, but from the research I did, it seems like he he's done a lot of like uh, political or militaristic kind of manga. It's kind of interesting, actually. Um, oh, yeah, he did Zipang. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, and last but not least, one of the... Uh, th- he th- This this particular episode, I know you can find subbed on... Yeah. Uh, it's it's out there. You can find it. Golgo um, 13 is available in uh, 13 Best of Volumes from Viz. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that he interviewed... Uh, Takao um, Saito, the author of Gogo 13, which, yeah, like Sid said, you can find, um, Viz essentially put out, like, kind of a best of of Gogo 13 and within, like, a 13 volume release that you can, you can find in English. I think it's very well worth it. Um, that, uh, and like I said, uh, that particular episode you can find online. Um, it's, it is out there, uh, subtitled. And I, I actually watched it the night before this recording and, it was it was really something like I really like watching manga artists at work. Like I I I'm very thankful that we live in a time where that's possible. Like in an age where you know like where the internet exists and and you know you can stream whatever you want you know and because uh, I think Yusuke Murata, the author of uh, One Punch Man, or the the artist behind One Punch Man, I should say, um, and the 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 artist of One Punch Man and Shield Twenty One specifically. Um, he, I know he does a lot of like, he streams a lot of his, uh, work on Ustream. He, he streams himself, you know, drawing One Punch Man, which I think is, you know, whenever I'm up late at night and I can't sleep, and if I happen to see Murata tweet a link, because yes, he does have Twitter, um, I usually click on it and watch like an hour of it or so. It's really interesting to watch. Um, it's like, it's so cool to watch Yusuke Murata draw a page that like two weeks later I'll see published in Viz's Weekly Shonen Jump, and it'll be like, oh, I I saw this. This is cool. I I I'm one of like the few hundred to a thousand people who probably saw it on the internet first. Um, it's it's such a cool feeling, and like uh, Ta- Takao Saito, like if you if you don't know anything about his work or Gogo Thirteen, I think this is this episode of um I didn't even give the uh title of the show. It's um. It's called um, Urasawa Naoki no Manben, which I guess roughly translates to Naoki Urasawa's manga exertions. But for all intents and purposes, I shorten it to Manben. Uh, that's M-A-N-B-E-N. 
But uh, this this particular episode of Mon Ben, I thought was it, I just it was so interesting to see Saito draw Gogo thirteen, and and see you know because uh, I didn't even know he did other stuff because. For those who don't know, Gogo 13 has been around since like the late 60s. It is a very old manga. Um, and I guess apparently he's done like other samurai manga and stuff. And, and it's, it's just really interesting to hear him talk about his, his view on manga and basically, um, how he kind of, um, it's really hard to explain. Uh, like he, he basically kind of helped shape the way, um, manga artists draw manga now and how, how uh cinematic it can be because you know he he's also very into movies and he wanted to kind of give that cinematic touch the manga which wasn't really a thing that manga artists did you know back during that time so he kind of he kind of helped shape that style i know there's a particular name for it but i forget i think it's called a geki gekiga or something um but it's just it's it's just really interesting to see to hear his views on manga and see him draw stuff it's just it's really like if you like seeing how the sausage is made essentially um th this is a this is a good uh this is a good way to uh experience that um just it should just go find it and go watch it seriously like you'll you'll thank me you'll thank us for it um but i also do want to talk about the authors that he's apparently interviewing in this second season um, just to list off a few, apparently he's, uh, interviewing people such as, uh, Moto Haigo, who is essentially a shoujo manga artist from the 70s, who, again, I don't recognize her works, but I guess she's known She was for... a very, in she was very influential. Ah, see, I wouldn't know that. I don't read a lot of shoujo manga. I need to fix that. Damn it. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, as far as I could see, her most notable work was a series called, uh, They Were Eleven, which I know has an anime movie out that I guess people have seen. Um, let's see, he, he's also gonna be interviewing, uh, Kengo Hanazawa, the author of I Am a Hero, which I know is a very popular zombie manga right now that's getting an English release. Um, uh, we also got Daisuke Igarashi, which I recognize that, that name definitely. Um, I recognize him as the author of Children of the Sea, which, um, which I think is, oh my god, the, like, probably one of the most beautiful last volumes of manga I've ever read. Yeah, that last volume is one of my all-time favorites. It's just so beautiful in terms of the artwork. I, w I want to own that physically, because I, I didn't have the, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so I had to, I had to go for a digital release on, like, the Kindle, but, I mean, it looks good on Kindle, too, but I, I, I want to own that physically so bad. It was so good-looking. Um... This this last one I've I've read a little bit of um Us, Usumaru Furuya who I guess uh he's he's done some interesting work um his most well known work as far as I could tell what is something called uh the Lychee Light Club which I think is being released by I want to say Dark Horse Comics I could be wrong about that um. I see. I I first seen uh, this author's work in in the um in the old Viz physical Shonen Jump. Actually, I remember they ran a preview of 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 one of his shorter series called uh, Genkaku Picasso, which I for the life of me can't tell you what it's about because I don't remember. But I remember it being really weirdly drawn and being like, "This doesn't look like a jump manga. What is this?" I was like. 
it was so different that I was kind of like weirdly turned off by it. I don't know. It was just really, it was really fascinating in how turned off I was from it somehow. And this is another one of those things that I like, I kind of want to revisit because I kind of read it during a time when like, when I was in high school and I just kind of read manga as a pastime and I didn't, I didn't appreciate the medium as much as I did now, obviously, but, but yeah, so I don't know if this series will ever get picked up officially at all. I, because it certainly isn't at, uh, at this moment, but if, if you can find episodes of the show subtitled online somewhere, I would say please watch them because I think you will actually get something out of watching this show. I know I did when I watched, again, the Takao um, Saito episode. That was... God, I, I could go on forever about how much I loved it, but... Um, but yeah. uh, I need to get on watching these, uh, especially... The Takao Saito one, as well as uh, the Inu Asano one, and of course the Akiko Gajumari one, since she's also one of my favorite mangaka. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely check this. This I, I'll do that, and uh, the rest of you should check it out as well. Um, I guess, uh, I, I think we're almost done here. Give us, give us a couple of minutes, guys. Uh, I think uh, I want to talk about real quick about the stuff I've been reading, because after, after I watched this episode of Manben, I... I had like it was like two a.m. and I was like, "Nah, I gotta read some Google 13. and I I found the first chapter, and um, I thought it was it was interesting. I I liked it. It's very, it's a very macho series. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it because I just in case you guys don't know what Google thirteen is, it's essentially about about this professional hitman named Go- nicknamed Goku 13 and his whole thing is like we don't know anything about him and he's super mysterious his his past is like shrouded in total darkness and he's a sniper who could pretty much do anything essentially like he'll he'll get he'll get the job done is his whole thing and i know throughout the series he accomplishes these like really impossible feats and it's just it's a it's a really super ridiculously macho series like it's it it feels like I'm watching James Bond the anime except except Gogo 13 is a lot more quieter <laughs> and he doesn't talk as much cuz he's a manly man. Mm-hmm. The best badasses of the silent ones. Exactly. Um I didn't know how to feel about the first chapter at first cuz the first chapter literally starts with him of uh, staring outside of a hotel window right after having sex with a woman and then the woman comes up from behind and he like and he like smacks her and at first i was like mm, i could see why this isn't licensed or at least not licensed but you know i could see why maybe i, I could see this is definitely um that's same considering what, some of the uh some some of the adult stuff that gets published over here well i mean that's true but i was just i, I like it just it just kind of reminded me. Oh yeah, this is from the '60s, um, but um, well, that's I mean, not there, an there's excuse. No, it, it's 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 not. But it, like it, like I just, I, it reminded me of what time this was published in. Um, but I mean, th- there is context to it. I don't want to make it seem like he's just a woman beater because that's what that was my kind of gut reaction to. But there's there's context to 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 that particular scene. So again, just wanted to put that out there, but. I thought the first chapter was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I do want to read more. Um, 
something else I've I've read this week, which I think you probably read this week too, Sid, was that we kind of got another jump start out of nowhere. Yeah, which special I, surprise. Yeah, which um we mentioned Shun and Jump Plus earlier. Um, uh, this this is a particular series that I think just started recently in Shun and Jump Plus. Um, that unfortunately it seems like we're only getting the first chapter of called um, Bye Bye Humanity, which. In terms of a first chapter, it, it didn't it didn't do much for me. I'll be completely honest with you. Like, how, how did you like it? I thought the manga had a very interesting premise and where was very good at suspense. I think where it fall where it suffered a little bit is that it, the way it's presented, its main heroine was not as effective as it could have been because yeah, yeah. it's very obvious that. This, this girl is very strange. She has eccentric qualities and tendencies. And she gets a certain sense of trill from, like, the happenings that are going on. Yeah, yeah. But the problem, I, the problem is, and this is a problem that a lot of people have been having, is that the way she seems so prepared for everything and so calm collected about everything makes her feel a little too perfect. And uh, I hate... I always hate to use the term because it feels rather cliche to use, oh, no. a, to use as a complaint, but kind of a Mary Sue. So that is definitely problematic. I do find her interesting in terms of her personality quirk that she finds all this stuff like this kind of intrigues her and she's fascinated by it. And even though there's a sense of danger, and that her first, but at the same time, there isn't a whole lot to really get into her on an emotional level because she has this exactly. whole backstory with her dad and whatever that he was into weird stuff, but then he left when she was young. And but she got like her eccentric kind of qualities from like his influence growing up, and you know, it's obvious she had a certain connection with her dad. But it did not really really sell that emotional connection very well. And throughout the rest of the chapter, she felt very stoic. And she also didn't seem to really care that much when, you know, one of her friends was turned into basically a zombie. And, like, I like the build-up to that scene where one of her friends got as well as a zombie. Like, that scene where she's home and her mother is knocking at the door and she knows something's wrong. And then she runs into the closet and then the mother attacks the sister. And then the sister, you know, he's throwing after her and she's sitting in the closet scared and trying to phone Mamiya. And she's like, and then by the time Mamiya picks up, her friend is already turned into like the zombie. Like that was a great scene. I really enjoyed That was probably my favorite part of the chapter, that yeah. sequence. But, you know, just in general, the characters were, were not very strong in terms of the characterization and were not really hard to get behind in terms mm-hmm. of likable because they're either too spare in characterization and interest in terms of the supporting characters or there is, they just didn't have enough to really get emotionally invested in. Like the yeah. main character, she just isn't sympathetic enough in, in any sense or isn't... I mean, I find her interesting because I find her odd personality interesting. And I want to see why she... I mean, we know sort of why she is, but I I do kind of like want to see how she responds 
to an to an escalating situation and what exactly she's getting out of this and what realize, realization she gets out of like her experience understanding like her reactions to this like i think there's interest there's an interesting like element to explore in terms of like in some psychological standpoint to explore the mind of this really odd girl who kind of to put it like in a little bit of crude terms kind of gets off on this like weird happenings and stuff yeah but yeah it just the manga doesn't really establish her as a character that the reader can really like and she seems a little too perfect and how she's always prepared for everything and so this was definitely a series i would have i would like to read more of actually because i feel that this one chapter it felt a little incomplete to me where it ended and yeah, yeah. i mean there was this whole big thing but just the stopping point it just didn't feel very satisfying it it I felt would... it felt super abrupt yeah, so I this was a, this would be a series that I want to wa- read like the first volume of before I had a really s- a solid opinion of it one way or another. Right now, I would like to read more of this, but I wouldn't say this chapter was a hundred percent solid. I definitely think there was a lot of work it could it, it needs in terms of just selling the characters as characters we want to get behind but i do think that there's potential in terms of the mystery and the sus- way it handles suspense and mm-hmm. i the aesthetic the aesthetics i'm not sure the art style i'm not sure right now i feel i like it i like the main heroine's character design i don't know about i it might be a little too soft to really go into full-blown horror, like, to really make you scared. It's good at... The manga was good at suspense, but it's not... I don't know if it will be a truly scary horror manga because the art style just seems a little too soft for that. Like, when there's these scenes of the zombie people, like, eating out of the corpse, like, that. that's okay. That's okay. It didn't really do... It didn't really, like, oh, my God, this is freaky. It's just... Okay. But, well, I... I and see... Um... And I think we mentioned this already, but this is this is a digital manga that runs on the Shonen Jump Plus app. So, um, you know, the author can get away with like adding in splotches of color to kind of to kind of make things a little more. Uh, I guess I don't know what you would call it. It's just add it's in, an aesthetic it's, choice. It's yeah, exactly. Inter- and make and you know just add in like nice little details like that. So I I I really I really liked how in the first couple of pages how when you see. Uh, some some of the zombies eating out of eating out of that first corpse. How you get to see like red red splotches all over him, but it, it's like I feel like it was vague enough to be like because it wasn't like super gory, but you could still tell. Oh man, he's getting eaten. Yeah, but it was an I, interesting I thought, artistic choice. I I thought it was like vague enough to be kind of eye catching. Like I'm not really sure how to describe it or if that makes any sense. But uh... no, it definitely because the contrast of the color in a manga that is generally black and white that's always going to stand out and it definitely draws your attention to it. Yeah, um, I feel like that scene you were mentioning earlier with uh, with the girl in the um, in, in the closet hiding from her mom or whatever that and the opening the opening two page spread. I thought were the highlights of the chapter. Otherwise, I otherwise I couldn't really get into it. Like again, I'd like to. I would like to read more of it because I'm in, I'm interested in the mystery 
of the series and what's going on there. Like I, I kind of, I have the same, I have the same feelings about this so far, like I do with Attack on Titan, where, you know, I, I may like one or two characters, but I'm not like super invested into them. I'm, I'm more invested in, in, in the world or the story and what's going on there and what the mystery is behind that than really anything else. Yeah. But that's just me personally. And yeah, definitely for me, I I'm, I usually get into a series and stick with a series for a long time because I find the characters interesting or appealing. Yeah. So yeah. the world in it, I, well, I find the world and mystery really engaging. And that's why I want to read more of it. In the long run, if the characters don't get to the level where I'm emotionally invested in them and want to see how they grow, develop, and survive their situation, then it's not going to be a series that will really last or leave any impression on me or exactly. a series that I'll probably not continue to keep up with. You know, the one one final comment that I, it doesn't really have to do with anything thematically or just a criticism. It's just that one thing I found in- interesting is that the art style sort of reminded me of Sam and the Summoners. Just Yeah, me too. Mamiya looked a lot like Tashigawara for Sam and the Summoner. Yep. It's very interesting to me. That was just something that, uh, aesthetic similarity that I noticed that was a little interesting to me. That's it. Mm. All right, but um, I think those are our thoughts on the first chapter of Bye Bye Humanity. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer that Kimetsu uh, no Yaiba get picked up over this, but that's yes. just me. Yes, and uh, if you want to support Kimetsu no Yaiba and Bye Bye Humanity, please make sure to vote in the latest jump survey, uh, the survey for issue 13. So that usually the link will still be up. If you just type in the type in like 13, where whatever the current issue is, current issue number is on the URL. So really just, really just, just, just fill out the, the, the jump surveys in general, if you're a subscriber, because those really do help. Yes. And especially if there's a jump, when there's a jump start and it's a jump start, you want to support. So, here's hoping. And apparently, Wiz says that there are going to be some change, some big changes to look forward to this year. So, I'm definitely interested in seeing what's coming down the pipes. I feel that we, I mean, I'm always going to hope that we might see Jump uh, expand its lineup a little bit. I but really hope so, else? too. Um. You know what, Sid? You should really put a link into the description for maybe where people can subscribe to Shonen Jump if they're um, uh, if they're interested. Yes, I'll do that. I'll also, you know, put a link for the survey just so people know where to go to, to fill out the surveys. Since so some people sometimes people don't realize where. All right, but uh, do you want to talk about anything you've read, or should we get to um, the one email that we got? You know, if we're already going on a little long, so if I was to sponge all my thoughts on what I've been reading, <laughs> it might take us another half an hour. So maybe I'll save that for another time. I'm, I'm, do you I'm sorry. Do, do you want to do like a... I've been reading Hikar and Ago recently. I'm almost done. Do you want to... Maybe if I... I'll probably finish it up soon enough. Next podcast, do you want to like talk about Hikar and Ago? Do an episode on Hikar and Ago? Um, I would if I had access to Hikar and Ago. That's the only oh. problem. Well, 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 we we can figure it out. Yeah, if nothing else, I'll talk, I'll share my thoughts on reading through a car and a go. Yeah, you you I, can you, 
you can you can convince me on why I should read it because honestly, out of everything I've ever seen drawn by um, I forget his name, Takeshi Obata, um, out of everything I've seen drawn by that particular artist, honestly, Hikaru no Go looks the least interesting to me. Really, you know, Hikaru no Go is a series that put Obata on the map. Like after I figured, it was yeah. because of Hikaru no Go that. Obata was renowned as one of the best, like, artists, that new artist in, that was, uh, working, that was, like, working in the industry. And then, obviously, he achieved greater success when he teamed up with Ova for Death Note, but Ikaru Nago was really, where he really got his name out there. Mm-hmm, I can see that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like I took up a lot of your, uh, talking, talking time. Uh, forgive nah, me. that's fine. It'll probably be more interesting for me to, well, maybe more complete, is a better sense, for me to finish reading Hikarna Go and then share my entire thoughts on the complete series in general. Hikarna Go is a series that has basically, I've had a history with for at least 10 years, not a super deep history, but it's a series that has been in, I was introduced to 10 years ago when the anime premiered on Tommy Jetstream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah. definitely have so there's definitely some, I, I guess, nostalgia factor in there that was interesting for me when I went back to uh, to the manga and actually finished the series this time because I never finished, uh, I never read the manga before. Like I picked up the digital bundle Wiz had for going on last month. Well, I read the first volume, but not not past that. I just watched the anime before. before. So yeah, there's there, it might be an interesting like discussion. So I'll save that um, for next time. But uh, yeah, but before before we head out, I promise the last thing, and then we'll go. Uh, sorry to take up so much of your time, guys. You know, on a podcast that you willingly downloaded. Um, <laughs> but I hear we got an email. Is that true? Yes, we got our first Q and A email. And just to <gasps> remind, yes, I I was very happy to receive this. I mean, I, I was thinking it would be, take a couple more like weeks for us to finally get our first Q and A. But yes. We finally have one. All right, so uh, like we said, we got an email from uh, from Allison, who uh, you could follow on Twitter actually on uh, at meowth nine hundred. Um, I know she likes to tweet at us a lot, and me. I, I talk to her pretty frequently actually. Um, and she writes, "Hello, manga mavericks. It is meowth nine hundred here. I've recently been getting into manga, and I've also been getting into light novels at the moment." I think that light novels are making a comeback thanks to the guys at Yen Press, especially with them licensing both the Durarara and the Bakano light novels. I'm currently trying to read the Wallf, Wallf, Wallflower manga, uh, which is really underrated, which is a really underrated shoujo comedy series being put out by Kodansha Comics. I currently own up to volume 13. It's 36th and final volumes come out in March. My question for you guys is, how do you like the size of manga? Do you, pref- do you prefer the usual 200-page volume format or the two or more volumes in one manga format? I prefer the latter because it really saves money in the long run and there's so much more manga to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Basically, do you prefer single volumes or omnibus? Um, That's a good question. I mean, I remember I actually started buying manga from viz in particular when um single volumes of viz manga used to cost like 7.95 so i mean they cost more now 
Yeah, unfortunately, they cost like nine ninety nine now, which I really miss the days where where I was in middle school and I could affordly uh, affordably uh, affordably buy cheaper manga. Um, I used to buy One Piece volumes for that much um, back when uh, back back before the speed up. Um, I think that's actually about the time when they started raising the prices on volumes, actually. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I like single volumes. I don't mind them. I, I like, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess if you really had to ask me, I, I like, I, I like Omnibuy, Omnibuses, Omnibuy, whatever the plural for that is. Um, it, it's, it's especially useful for when, um, for when you want to buy something long running, but, you know, you've barely collected any of it. Um, it's 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 very useful for uh, my uh, for my beginning collection of Yu-Gi-Oh now because for the longest time I only had about like the first three volumes of Yu-Gi-Oh and I just I just never got around to collecting it. But uh, the the current uh, Omnibuy release of Yu-Gi-Oh from Viz I think um, I think is a great purchase. Um, unfortunately, it's it's kind of a lower quality release. Uh, it's kind of the same kind of release that Viz has been putting up for like their their One Piece and Naruto and Bleach omnibus uh, omnibuy, where the paper's a little thinner than uh, than a nor than their normal volume of manga. But it's I think it's still a good um, it's still a good purchase. Like I think they're like fourteen to fifteen bucks a volume, which which uh, if you really want to compare it to like if you bought like three single volumes of manga from Viz, that would be like you're saving would, half. Yeah, you're, you're saving. Save, yeah, you're basically paying half of what you, of what you would pay if you bought three single volumes of Viz manga, which would be like thirty bucks. Um, so I I think it's I think it's worth it. I I think I think if I could do that with all the manga that I buy, that'd be nice. But again. It's uh, it's 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 a good thing for when you want to collect a long running series, and yeah, I agree. It's it's more bang for your buck. You get more manga for more money, and that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, I prefer though I prefer like the high quality omnibuy to the lower quality omnibuy that you know like the stream ones. Like the base, the best comparison you can make is the Dragon Ball Vizbigs compared uh -huh. to the Dragon Ball stream ones. I mean, the Vizbigs are wonderful. They have the great, really big paper, great quality, color pages. It's just a great release. I mean, aside from the censorship, but, you know. Aside from the censorship and, like, some of the weird, like... I, I know there are, like, like some tr weird translation issues like here and there but i mean that's that's neither here nor there you can listen to you can listen to the konzenshu podcast formerly known as daizenshu uh if you want to hear all about that but yeah but but, uh, but but it's it's still worth it i think yeah it's just for me that it depends on the quality of the release because generally i will prefer the high quality on if i to uh, one of the more lower quality omnibuy, but generally that's not too much of a problem. Like the mon like the two and two and one omnibuys that I've gotten recently, like Monster and Ronda One Half, those are very good quality releases. So, you know, it, usually the quality is good enough that it justifies that you know it justifies buying it over the single volumes. I think the only thing that you lose out really is some of the cover art because obviously the cover art for Omnibuy don't 
doesn't tend to be, you know, as good as the cover art for, like, the single-wide releases, especially for yeah, yeah. a series like Dragon Ball, like, which has really great, a beautifully drawn cover art. It's for mm-hmm. a lot of volumes, and then the Omnibuy releases have more simple, like, stock character arc. Like, yeah. the Vizbics just have Goku and random poses. Yeah, yeah. And then the Street Ones have, I mean, they're, it's new art from Toriyama, like, Really, because I really because I, I thought they used art from the um, from the Kanzenban release in over in Japan. Yeah, that's that's that was what I was kind of referring to because Toriyama drew that art for those releases, and the stream okay, ones okay. are basically are basically the English versions of those Kanzenban things. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, but I don't know. I don't think those are as good as like the the original cover art for those for the volumes. So no, I agree. But I mean, that's that's not really the content of the volume. You're still, it's the same story, basically. So, you know, if uh, well, I don't, uh, I don't really care for like the Dragon Ball Street ones. With only with most only by releases, uh, they're they're definitely well done and comparable quality to the single volumes. And yeah, yeah, especially for like really lengthy manga they're a godsend because they save shelf space so oh, yeah um because i mean i was mentioning how Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of lengthy Yu-Gi-Oh is i think almost 40 volumes long yeah i think it's like 38 it's it's pretty long it ran for a while um i i really wish there were omnibuses for case closed but i don't think that's ever gonna happen so i'm not gonna get my hopes up that would be nice but whatever it's not like i wanted or anything baka um that was my that was my that was my attempt at being Sundere. I <laughs> I think real quick before we should go, I don't do we have any thoughts on light novels? Because I know Allison kind of brought that up. I really haven't read any light novels. I'm going to read the Slayers light novels at some point because I love Slayers and I've been meaning to do that for like ten years now, but mm. uh otherwise I think light novels, you know, are good. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of great series adapted from light novels and generally mm-hmm. they're better than generally a lot of light novels are better be- than like the animes sometimes i mean at least from what i've heard from most people they prefer the light novels over the anime adaptions mm-hmm. yeah i see I've, I've never read a light novel just because again i i'm i'm a vi- i'm a visual person so I, I i don't really read a lot of novels in general but I wouldn't mind reading the Bacchano novels at some point, because um, I, I do love Bacchano. It's probably one of my favorite anime. I don't know if I... I don't really like Durarara as much. That's something I need to fix, because I, I remember I watched, like, the first eight episodes of the anime, and I just... For some reason, I just couldn't get into it. But I mm. I, I do want to fix that at some point. I want to, I do want to give it another chance. I'll actually probably watch it dubbed this time, because I do remember liking the dub, actually. Um, I prefer the dub over the sub myself, though. I think I'm in the minority on that. Maybe, probably. At least in my circles. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, if, if you guys wanna maybe shoot me over some uh, some suggestions on some like actual good light novels that uh, that you know, just light novel suggestions for somebody who's never really read a light novel before, something something other than Bacchano or Spice and Wolf, because I feel like those are kind of easy, but. So, but I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there are any other light novel series that are other than those two that are actually worth reading. So, if you if you have any suggestions on light novels, 
for someone like me who hasn't read a light novel that isn't Bacchano or Spice and Wolf, I would I would love to hear them. Um, and I think with that, we should we should get into um, how people can contact us if they want to uh, do that. So, Sid, where can they find you? You can find me as Lumramayasha on Twitter and on my anime list. And you can find me as CartoonX on various forums. Mainly Animation Revelation, though I still have not returned to posting or writing my Shonen Jump reviews or finally posting up that top manga of 2015 list, even though it's been two months and every week and every podcast I keep mentioning that I'm going to release that soon, but it hasn't been released yet. But, you know, eventually, eventually it'll be released. And when it is released, I'll put it in the show notes. But there you go. That's where you can find me. I'm going to laugh if Togashi comes out with a new a chapter of Hunter Hunter before you get back to your uh before you get to your blog posts. That's going to I be, don't know. Gonna be I feel funny. that'll be a cold day in hell, but <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. Who knows? Uh, you never know. Never Me know. Very well. Uh, watch watch tomorrow watch tomorrow uh, some uh, there an, another news site is going to be like, "Oh, Hunter Hunter comes back in 2 weeks." Or something. I don't know. That would be the timing on that would be pretty funny. Weirder things have happened, it but uh, but yeah. Uh, don't you also do other reviews for uh, all comic? Ah, yes. I review the Seven Deadly Sins, Fairy Tale Yamada, Coming the Seven Witches, new chapters every week on allcomic.com, and occasional volume reviews as well. I haven't done any yet, but I picked up a couple of volumes today that I might do a review for some reviews for in the coming weeks so you know look out for that well there you there you go um and as for me you can find me on twitter at sniper king 323 that's s-n-i-p-e-r-k-i-n-g 323 again send your light novel suggestions over to me i i would uh I'd, I'd be up for suggestions how long i will get to get to them i can't promise anything because i am slow on everything so guys there's too much to read Cut me some slack. Um, but you can uh, you can find me on other podcasts. I my main thing is I host Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. That's at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. If you've never heard of Gintama or you are already a Gintama fan, either way, I think you'll enjoy the show. Um, it's essentially a podcast where we talk about the manga in particular, as it was as it used to be released by Viz. Uh, unfortunately that ended back in 2011 but it's it's still a fun show to do and i hope you guys listen to it um i do a lot of other shows uh you want to hear me talk about toriko there's heavenly kings at heavenlykings.wordpress.com you want to hear me talk about detective conan slash case closed you can go find that at one podcast prevails.wordpress.com that's one podcast prevails um and i think the one last thing i want to mention is uh i did a guest spot on a uh, on a friend of mine's show, uh, his name being Josh Dunham, who is the host of the podcast Senpai Coast to Coast, and also the founder of a little blog called Wave Motion Cannon, which, if you are a huge anime fan, just like Josh is, and you take cartoons way too seriously, you'll like that blog. Um, uh, we should uh, probably put a link in the show notes for that, actually, because I, 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 do, I do want more people to check out that blog. Remind me to write up a list of all the stuff I need to put in the show notes for this episode. I I sure will. Um, and then uh, the the point of me bringing that up actually is uh, I I like I said I did I did a guest spot essentially where I talk about voice actors and 
all the different um, roles that certain voice actors have within these, uh, within these, within this uh, winter 2016 anime season. Right? We talk about stuff like Osamatsu-san and Rakugo, Shinju, and even Gintama. So, a lot of bombshells in there. You should really listen to that show. Um, and then, um, I guess as for all comic, you can uh, you can you can find uh, this podcast in particular over at all-comic.com. And you can also follow us on facebook.com slash all.comic and on twitter.com slash allcomic underscore. And uh, if you want to be like Allison and uh, send us an email, you can email us anything about manga or anything in general, really. We'll read it at mangamavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Somebody tried to tell me that we are uh, we were featured on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, but iTunes sucks, and I couldn't find I couldn't find us, and it was a slog to look through because iTunes is slow. Yeah, I couldn't find us either. There's a lot of podcasts in the new and noteworthy section. Yeah, so a lot. How we picked um, us out out of all that crowd? I don't I don't know uh, I don't know how iTunes works, but so so I'm just I'm just going to assume they lied. I don't know. They were probably just trying to get our attention. <laughs> I assume the worst in people. So, on that depressing note, um, this has been Manga Mavericks Episode 4, and we'll see you guys uh, in the next two weeks for Episode 5. Bye, guys. Sayonara.